What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane. St. John's just beat LIU Blackbirds, or formerly the Blackbirds, the Sharks, whatever they are now, a meaningless out-of-conference opponent at a score of 95-68 to 68 to move to 8-0 on the season. 8-0, that sounds great. Uh, still a lot to be determined, a lot to be proven. Um, and finally, we will get that chance this coming Sunday against Iowa State. We're going to talk a little bit about that game later on, uh, do a little bit of a preview, show some stuff. I advise you guys, if you're listening, via the podcast, via Spotify or, or Apple podcast, give YouTube a try. Uh, we got some visuals that will be nice to check out um, for this game and for the Iowa State game. But uh, tonight against LIU, we came out early asserted our dominance inside with Soriano. LIU was obvious from the start, was perhaps the weakest opponent we've seen to date. Uh, did nothing to prepare us for the game against Iowa State, unfortunately, except perhaps get Posh back in the swing of things. But uh, Soriano early was aggressive inside. That was good to see. He even had a couple moves over his right shoulder, which he's tried the last couple games. He's been solid, as always, turning over his left shoulder with that baby hook and, and just corralling a bunch of rebounds and finishing with uh, ferocity and tenacious um, under underneath the rim with some you know, huge dunks. Um, Curbelo was snagging rebounds like a big man in the first half all over the place. Uh, I'm not sure what he finished with. We'll see later on, but he was all over the – the glass early on making plays um, other than looking to score. He did have a couple of nice baskets, including the last four points in the first half. Uh, big crossover and a nice finish to, to end the half. LIU did miss a bunch of open threes in the first half. I think they were over 10 in the first half. It wasn't all because of our defense, not saying we were pouring that in, but they did miss some good looks. They were not particularly uh, great shooters. They did get going a little bit in the second half, but we were easily able to. Uh, take a 20-point lead within the first half, finish the half up 24 points. I thought there were some times we had low energy on offense, but when we were able to turn them over and get out on the break, we looked good, similar to what we've seen so far this year. And uh, until we are able to successfully uh, score in the half court in meaningful minutes uh, for long stretches, we'll have a lot to uh, still prove to, to fans and make sure we you know, turn that corner, being able to be a successful team in close games in the second half. Albeit we did see it against Temple, we did see it against Syracuse, we need to see it uh, in uh, further games against tougher competition, competition, NCAA tournament-level competition, and we're not sure at this moment whether Syracuse or Temple uh, fit that bill. A um, couple of things I didn't like in the first half as well. We had uh, extended defense, and we saw some good, but we also had Stanley in part of the as part of the starting team, and as the power forward, he was guarding the ball on the other side of the half-court line. He got beat twice, I believe, doing that. I think he's a very good defender for a big man in the half-court, but asking him to do that is just you know what you're going to get. He's uh, not suited to guard the ball 60 feet away from the rim. It's just going to lead to blow-bys and then scrambles and then easy baskets or foul trouble or you know the rest. So that was a little head-scratching. We didn't see that as the game went on. Uh, but overall, I think Stanley has been a, a nice um, addition. Uh, I don't know if you want to call him addition to the starting lineup these last two games, but, uh, but has played well overall this year, uh, shooting close to 75% or 70% of the year. Um, he had a dunk tonight. I don't think he missed. Um, other than that, he had a nice couple passes. Last game, he had a nice pass from high-low from the free-throw line to Soriano on a dump down to a 
little high low quick look and today he caught it in the high post and passed opposite to an open shooter on the wing so he's showing some added dimensions too so it's good to see uh, the second half i thought we came out with better energy uh we turned them over quickly we got some easy baskets on some runouts and some turnovers from jones corbello had a couple nice baskets inside he's got a uh, a really impressive in between game you know he's able to keep his dribble alive and kind of play with it sometimes too much we've seen but um he can you know snake in between screens he can you know stay uh keep his dribble alive like i said and, and kind of make plays as the uh, play develops whereas hush is kind of a full speed kind of guy get a lingo attack when he gets it and it's it's a nice contrast but it's good to have a guy like cabello who can make something out of nothing and not exactly uh you know when there's times it looks like whenever he's screwed he can kind of pull a rabbit out of his hat you know it's the the menace and the mice show as i like to call those two uh, red storm rapid reaction podcast patent pending there um i thought store had some nice passes had a couple nice uh, contributions away from scoring tonight that's good uh, i still want to see him get more active on the glass but he had a nice dump off pass to soriano um i think he had a nice pass ahead he did have a nice leak out uh, where he finished with a dunk, showed off his athleticism, which he has plenty of. King did the same with a leak out, got up really quick. I think maybe pound for pound, King might be the best athlete we had, uh, we have. And then the bigs, uh, NY got some minutes. He had a nice uh, dunk off an alley-oop from half court via Posh Alexander. Um, and uh, Muhammad, the freshman, had a, a couple nice moments too, a real nice dunk off a drop-off pass from King as well. So everyone got to see some time. Uh, Wusu did not look particularly good. The one guy who didn't really have anything stand out in a positive direction throughout the game. Um, I thought in the first half, he just looked lazy. It looked like he, he wasn't particularly interested in the game. And for whatever reason that may be, I think he's got a lot to prove. You know, uh, he's a couple uh, all right games. Other than that, he's been, you know, below average. So he's he's got to put his foot on the gas and stay focused and get back to how I know he can play and how this team needs him to play. We'll have a, a big opportunity against Iowa State where they got a lot of strong guards and we'll need him fighting and not only on the perimeter, but helping out on the boards. Um, but let's take a look at the box score while we're here. Uh, please keep subscribing to the YouTube channel. Guys, I really do appreciate it. Here it is. All right. Um, Carbello led the way scoring. He had 18 points. He was eight for 11 from the field. So he's been, he's been kind of Jacqueline Hyde in terms of uh, field goal percentage throughout the year. He's had a couple of games where he was two for two for nines and three for 11s. And he's had a couple of really good ones like tonight and against Syracuse where he's nine for 13. But he also had eight rebounds. Like I said, he was flying around, really helping on the glass. He's got a good wingspan, it appears. He's he takes up a lot of space in the passing lanes and, and helps out on the boards. Seven assists as well. He did have four turnovers, continues to be a little bit too many, if you ask me, but a great overall game from him and someone who has completely changed our dynamic. Uh, Posh, in his return back from the uh, concussion protocol, 12 points, two for four from three. Good to see him finally hit a, uh, his first threes of the year. He had two. So I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, I think St. John's is undefeated in, their, in Posh's career when he's had multiple threes. Uh, John Rossi, please fact check me there. Uh, he had 12 points, four rebounds, eight assists, only two turnovers. And then Joel Soriano, Mr. Double-Double himself, 16 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one turnover, one block, no offensive rebounds. I, I'm surprised that he didn't get one. I, I know he was active here. I'm sure he had a couple tips that led to offensive rebounds by other guys. So, uh, Stanley, <clears throat> only two points. He had that dunk 
I guess he did miss a field goal. So he was one for two, four rebounds, one assist, two blocks. He's been much, uh, seems like he's been much advanced, more advanced this year in terms of blocking shots. He's, he's had a few games with multiple blocks. And then Jones, seven for 13, 14 points, three rebounds. He was 0 for 4 from 3, so take those away. He was 7 for 9 from inside the arc. Would like to see him uh, continue to be aggressive attack in the rim, let the threes kind of sup- supplement his uh, inside game, uh, not vice versa, but we will need him to stretch the floor a little bit. No free throw was attempted. Again, I'd like to see him uh, looking to get to the free throw line. Tonight, I thought the refs kind of let us play overall. Both teams, we were 4 for 10 from the free throw line. Not impressive. LIU, they were 8 for 20. Equally unimpressive, but still they got to the line twice as many times as us. Off the bench, um, Pinzone led the way. He's very aggressive. I, I forgot to mention Pinzone in, in the opening recap. Uh, he was very aggressive, looking to score right away. He hit a jumper on the baseline that was, you know, feathery smooth. Then he hit a nice uh, three where he stepped into a in good rhythm. I, again, um, you know, I have to be honest, I, it looked like he was looking to hunt his shot early and he happened to make them early. So it, it changes the perception of, you know, how he played. Obviously shots go in, you play great shots. Don't go in. He's hunting his shots. Um, I think it's, it's all about him getting in rhythm him getting comfortable out there. Uh, the more he'll play, the less it will look like he's perhaps forcing things tonight. Those shots that he was taking went in for the most part, five for nine from the field, three for five from three and four rebounds as well. Uh, and 14 points that might be his career high, but I just want to see him, Stay healthy. I want to see him get consistent minutes, um, consistent opportunity, and get comfortable out there. I've said it before. I think his offensive talent uh, could lend well. I think it could be above um, that uh, in terms of scoring above Wusu and Mathis. And, you know, right there was store, but he's got to get comfortable. And it's a different dimension. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So here's to Rafael Pinzon having a nice stretch of health and good play. Um, NY had six points, four rebounds, three for four from the field. Treor had a nice mid-range jumper, six, uh, two points, two rebounds. That kid cheers his ass off on the sidelines during the game. It's good to see him get a couple minutes during this game. Uh, Keita had four points. He had one dunk. I can't remember the other one. I think it might have been a tip-in. Um, King, two points, two assists, one steal. Store, three points, three assists, one steal. And Wusu was one for two. He had a finish inside. He had three rebounds and assists a steal and a turnover. He also stepped on the line of the out of bounds in the first half off a lazy mistake. Uh, but St. John's moves to eight and all. We have Iowa state this Sunday at three o'clock. Um, I got some stuff we can talk about real quick. I'll put it up on the screen. So if you look at this, this is just a comparison, St. John's versus Iowa State coming in. And I know you can't really quite – this isn't an, an accurate description because it's it's not tempo um, adjusted, but St. John's, we're scoring 82 points a game, Iowa State's 73. Uh, we're allowing 68 points a game, Iowa State's allowing 58. That's a, a really low number. Iowa State does a good job defensively. They slow the game down. They force a lot of turnovers. We have the slight edge in field goal percentage, 47 to 45. We have more rebounds again, 43 to 35. That's not exactly one-to-one. Uh, assists, a higher number to theirs, again, but there's 16 on the amount of points they score. Might be more impressive to our 17 and uh, 82 points a game. We have a couple more blocks, and we have less steals, surprisingly. You know, we, we, we hang our hat on our ability to turn teams over. Iowa State, 11 steals a game to our 
10. Uh, so that's something to look out for Iowa State in the last five games. You just saw them lose a game against Connecticut, who was very impressive this early in the season. Connecticut beat them by 18 points. Uh, I watched most of that game. Iowa State, I thought, was impressive in the half-court defense, uh, forcing UConn into um, you know deep possessions, but they were able to eventually exploit their strength on the inside and then hit shots on the perimeter. They were just too much for them to handle, but I think Iowa State proved worthy of eight, the, the 23 ranking they have in the AP poll. They beat North Carolina the day before, 70-65, to 65, and they beat Villanova the day before that in overtime. We know Villanova is not the Villanova of years past, but still – uh, they have a way of sneaking out those close games. You beat Villanova on a neutral court. I think that's still a quality win. Um, they are five and one on the season. They're ranked 23rd in the country. As I said, let's take a look at their stats. Um, they're led by Jaron Holmes. He's a senior. Uh, matter of fact, seven of their eight players, seven of their top eight players are seniors. A lot of them are transfers in uh, a lot of experience, a lot of uh, age and a lot of toughness on this team as, as far as I can see. But Jaron Holmes leads the way with 16.7 points a game, four rebounds, four assists. He's a big, strong guard. He's 6'4". He's a transfer from St. Bonaventure. He likes to control the game, control the tempo, uh, control the tempo, use ball screens at the top of the offense and kind of get in the paint and make plays happen. He's not a lights-out shooter from three. He doesn't take um, a bunch, but he is capable of making it. As you can see, he's 36% on the season. But he is their main guy. He's a good defender. Uh, the ball in his hands the most. He'll be making plays for others. Um, their other guards, Caleb Grill and Gabe Coucher, um, they're more of shooters, more scorers, not as much of playmakers. Both those guys look to take a handful of threes. They're up and down as shooters. They have the capacity and the capability of, of making threes and getting hot, as we saw Grill do the other day against Carolina. Um, but they're under 30% of the season. So they're not exactly knockdown threes, but they're guys who are capable. Uh, it'll be inter interesting to see who guards those guys. If Mathis is back, uh, Caleb Grillo is someone that he could, you know, potentially uh, shadow while he's running off screens. He's a little bit different than a Joe Girard, who is more off the dribble, not as quick to uh, use screens and get open. Grill's an athletic kid. He, he likes to run off the baseline. Uh, well, interesting to see who guards him and Coucher. I think Coucher is a guy we can um, bottle up. He doesn't scare me as much as Grill does, um, but still, he's a – He's a veteran. He's a guy who's averaged about 10 points for multiple seasons. He's had up and down shooting numbers, but still somebody who you got to keep an eye on. And then their big guys, uh, Kuntz, he's their, you know, their power forward, leads them in rebounding, seven and a half points, 6.3 rebounds. He's a pretty good inside-outside player, shoots, makes about a three a game, can do some things on the inside. And then um, Osuni, Osuni, uh, yeah, I might be pronouncing that wrong. He's the other St. Bonaventure transfer uh, so Holmes and Osuni are meeting meeting back up together after a year apart. He's a big man, uh, 6'10", 6'11", rangy, can block shots. He's uh, an athletic guy. They have, you know, a platoon system with bigs. Jones is a 6'10 kid off the bench, and Ward is another 6'10 kid off the bench. Ward gets the least minutes, but I've been impressed with him in the time I've seen. He's he's big, he's athletic, he's averaging five and a half rebounds and only 12 minutes a game, uh, 1.8 steals and only 12 minutes a game. So he's he's made a difference in the time he's in there. Someone we got to keep an eye on. Um, and then their freshman guard, Lipsy, kind of in the Pasha Alexander mold, small, tough, get in the paint, defender, doesn't hurt you from three. He's yet to hit a three on the season. Uh, we can look at their totals. As you can see, some things I pointed out, those two guys, Grill and Coucher, they've took the most threes on the year. Their percentages aren't great, but they're looking to get them up. Uh, as a team, they've only took 38 threes so far, so they don't really kill teams from three. That plays into our hands, but we got to make sure we're not leaving them wide open 
off, uh, you know, overextensions. Uh, they do look to attack the glass. Those offensive rebound numbers are impressive. Osunny, uh, Coons, Jones, and Ward all have nice numbers there. Ward, especially in those limited minutes, has 13 offensive rebounds. We got to make sure we're keeping guys off the glass, box now, and not just, you know, jumping in, in our area, put, put bodies on guys. And then uh, their turnovers looks like something we can exploit. Jones, who will have the ball in his hands most, has 17 turnovers on the season. Lipsy, their freshman point guard, has 11. If we uh, apply some good pressure there, we can look to exploit them, turn them over. You know, think it will be a battle there. Can we force more turnovers than they can? Can we force the tempo better than they can slow it down? Uh, they do like to, you know, create turnovers in the half court. They do a lot of high hedging, as you can see. Jones, Lipsy, and Ward, as well as Culture, all have double-digit steals in the season. But it should be a really good test for us this early part of the season. We're able to get a win against the top 25 team on the road. It proves that we're worthy. It proves that the wins we've had up to this point aren't meaningless. You know, that there's some merit to the team that had those, those wins. It wasn't just us, you know, beating the teams we're supposed to beat. You know, that we are a legitimate undefeated team. But if you go out there and you put a stinker up there and you get blown out, you're never in the game. You're down 10 to 15 points for the majority of the game, never really in contention. That can, that can shine really poorly on your team. And, can have a lasting negative effect on the season. We'll have to prove ourselves just even more. And then you're playing with fire with the remaining out-of-conference games. If you were to slip up against a Florida State team at that point, who is looking, uh, quite honestly, abysmal, as bad as you can be if you're not Louisville, what the hell's happening there, Kenny Payne? Jesus Christ, bring in the pain. Um, you put yourself at a disadvantage. So let's go out there for once and do something we're not accepted to do. Uh, I see a lot of projections, 25% win by a lot of ratings. You know, we'll probably be upwards of five, four to six point underdogs, who knows on the road against top 25 team. Um, let's go out there and do it. Let's come out hot. Let's stay hot. Let's execute in the half court. Let's put a beating on a team early on the season. Let's prove our worth. You know, I freaking can't wait. Um, but guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe. Please keep listening to uh, iTunes and Apple podcasts or on Spotify. Um, for Thomas Yesalonis, Tomas Yesalonis, as you may know him, this has been Pat Kane. Peace.